This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi. Well, have you ever heard of something called the Mandela Effect, a phenomenon characterized by consistent false memories that many people have, often about the same things and details of events or items in pop culture? It was a term first coined by Fiona Broom, a paranormal researcher, after a discussion about Nelson Mandela, where she discovered that a lot of people actually believed that he had passed away while in prison in the 1980s. And there are other examples of this as well. Well, Dr. Holly Schiff joins us now, clinical psychologist at South County Psychiatry in Connecticut. Dr. Schiff, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. It's an interesting phenomenon. And looking at some of the other instance or other things that, that a lot of people seem to have false memories about, we'll get into those. But what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this, uh, this Mandela effect? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think, you know, as a psychologist, I find it cognitively very interesting. And as you mentioned, it's basically a false memory. But what's interesting is that it's a collective false memory. So you have a large segment of the population kind of misremembering the same thing. And like you said, it started with that widespread false memory of Nelson Mandela dying. And everyone thought he died in the 1980s in prison, but that actually wasn't accurate at all. However, if you interview people and you talk to them, it's not just, oh, yeah, I think I remember that. They actually have very vivid remembrances of news coverage and all these things of things that never actually happened. So why do you think that happens around certain events that people that it kind of takes off that way and becomes this what people think is a true memory, but it's not? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a couple of things that kind of contribute to that. So first of all, if you think about, you know, psychologically and just when it comes to memories, so it's the idea of a false memory. So basically you're having a distorted recollection of an event. And although, I mean, our memories are not perfect and they're very suggestible. So if you get information from another person or maybe you see something online or on social media, I feel like that can definitely influence your memory and then it can kind of change our memories over time. And I think if you think about where we are now, kind of in this digital age with, you know, the Internet and all that, I think that definitely plays a large role because you can spread misinformation really quickly that way. Um, And, you know, if you see something online, you see a post or you see a comment where people are saying incorrect things, that actually becomes incorporated into your memory as a fact. Um, And the more you remember something repeatedly, it actually builds your confidence in the memory. So even if it's growing more inaccurate over time, your brain is actually believing it more and more more over time. So I think that's one of the main factors Um, from a neuroscience perspective. When you're recalling memories versus remembering them perfectly, again, you're influencing them. So eventually they can become false. Like I said, memory is not infallible. It can be unreliable. And if you think about it, it's like playing a game of telephone. So each time you're recalling a memory in your brain, 
you're actually distorting it and it becomes altered with each retelling. So we're actually rewriting our memory each time you remember something. Hmm. Even though I guess what struck me as odd about this particular, the the Mandela effect is when Mm -hmm. Nelson Mandela was released from prison, very much alive, it was a huge Mm -hmm. story and it got a ton of coverage and it was a really big deal. So it just seems strange that that particular story is one that so many people are remembering very incorrectly. Right, exactly. And it's, I mean, this effect too, I mean, it's so common. I mean, it's relatively harmless. I think it's very jarring sometimes for people and they realize, oh my gosh, I've been misremembering something this whole time. But I mean, it's, it's very normal. It's very natural. It makes sense. And obviously our brain wants to try and connect dots. So there's this other um, thing called confabulation. So that's where your brain is trying to fill in gaps that are missing. So I'll remember details that didn't happen or kind of just generate details in order to compensate for any holes in the memory because you want to make something make sense however it makes sense to you. Uh, there are some other uh, examples of things, mm-hmm. and I will fully admit I looked down this list and I remembered things <laughs> that I thought, oh, of course, yep. nope, that's not the case. And, and one of the top mm-hmm. ones is, is Mr. Monopoly, which people, even yep. hearing that, I'm sure, will, will conjure up an image. And whether or not he has a monocle, which a lot of people think mm-hmm. he did, but he never ha- he has never had one. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's one of my favorite examples. And again, I think it's just our brain trying to fill in the gaps. You think about him as the mascot and kind of what he represents and, you know, what he's wearing. And it just, it would make sense and it would be fitting that, oh yeah, he would be wearing a monocle. But right, if you actually look back to the, you know, the box or anything like that, he's not. And there's, there's a lot of examples. Another one that I like, which is such a simple one, is Curious George. Everyone thinks that he had a tail. Now, yes, logically, that would make sense because monkeys have tails. But if you actually go and look at a picture of Curious George, he doesn't have a tail. <laughs> which is bizarre, too, because I, and I was looking at that and, and people have distinct memories of pictures of Curious George hanging in trees right. from his tail. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. And then there are even ones that are just... You know, if you think about, you know, if you walk through the candy aisle in a store, um, Kit Kat, the candy bar, everyone thinks that's hyphenated and spelled with a hyphen, but it's not. It's just the two words next to each other. Hmm. Is it better or worse, do you think, with with more exposure to the Internet and to social media where it's quicker to research things and look for things? Or is there also more false information then? I feel like that's a double-edged sword, especially now with, you know, AI and Photoshop. I mean, you can really craft an image of something that never existed. So now that'll get implanted in your memory because you'll see it and you'll believe it. Um, Like another one, um, Mickey Mouse um, never wore suspenders. So if you think about his outfit, it would make sense. You know, it has the buttons, you know, his little shorts, and that he would be wearing suspenders. Now someone could kind of doctor an image and put suspenders on him. So now that fits your brain's narrative of what you think made sense that will get implanted in your visual memory. And now you'll think, oh, yeah, he was always wearing suspenders. But at the same time, if you use the Internet correctly, you know, to research and consult reliable sources, you can look back to, you know, original images of things like that. Or Pikachu, the Pokemon character, everyone thinks he has a black-tipped tail. His whole tail is solid yellow. So you can find people who doctored it to have what you believe it was, Um, But again, I mean, if you look at the right sources or original sources of things, you can, you know, find the correct information. And I think that exposure to the correct details will help you rebuild your memory. 
And so what are the, the dangers then? I mean, going, if you go through life thinking that Mickey Mouse has suspenders mm-hmm. and he doesn't, not a big deal, really. It's probably right. not going to change your life all that much. But what are some of the mm-hmm. dangers of more and more false memories and remembering things and events that, that not the way they happened? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, right, like you said, you know, most false memories are relatively harmless. It's, you know, not malicious, and it's just a reconstruction of a memory that doesn't align with, you know, true events. Um, However, I think it can be dangerous if it's, you know, about things that are more important or significant, and you walk around thinking that that is the truth, or if you're then spreading that to other people and kind of spreading that misinformation and getting other people on board with something that isn't true. And I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, pop culture or, you know, cartoon characters, those things don't matter. But if it's historical events or political figures and things like that, I think that's where it starts to get a little bit dangerous because now we're talking about people, places and things that aren't exactly true. Um, You know, and you could be getting into slander and libel and, you know, things that you believe and you're kind of putting that out to others when that actually isn't the case. So obviously we always want to be, you know, speaking from a place of truth and fact. Um, and being able to kind of fact check those things. So I think it's always important to kind of know your facts before, you know, you start telling other people things. I think that's the danger. It's the spread of it um, online or to other people. Um, But within yourself, too, right, you don't want to start, you know, misbelieving things and and being adamant of, no, Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s. I mean, you could go on living your life that way, and that's not too harmless, and it doesn't really matter. Um, But, you know, then you're kind of living in some false narrative and that, you know, something like that. I have seen patients like that. That's more concerning to me in terms of like psychotic symptoms or Mm. kind of living in an alternate reality. Or maybe you believe in a lot of conspiracy theories and things like that. That's where it would start to concern me in terms of having those faulty memories. All right. Dr. Holly Schiff, thank you so much for your time this morning. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much.